stop, stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live ones too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theatre. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now. I'm leaving. Hello and welcome back. We are back at it, breaking up with RBS. This is episode number 44, and I am Tawny Santabria. I am JDK Winnikin. You are fired up. I almost to, forgot the number. To break up, <laughs> to debunk the junk. Yes. Oh, yeah, you fired up. You almost forgot the number. Yeah, I can understand why. It would be hard for me to keep track. We're, we're getting up into the 40s now. We're, you know, we're over the hill. We're starting to forget. I know. It's going to be... It's going to be something here pretty soon. Ah, if it's all downhill, there's a big jump on the bottom of the downhill. Oh, a big slide. Big yeah. slide. We're on the slide. I think we said that earlier. I think we did. Another episode back. I think okay. we did. Who knows? Okay. Anyway, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And I hope all of you out there are doing well. If you are listening live, thank you so much for doing it. If you are subscribing to this as a podcast, also thank you for doing that. And thanks for leaving some reviews for us. We really appreciate it. If you're checking out our uh, YouTube channel, Breaking Up With Our BS, uh, here we are once again, uh, and you can join us here. You can also join our Facebook group, Breaking Up With Our BS, to get content in between episodes to interact with us a little more directly. And, of course, there's Tawny's six-week self-mastery course that she's offering. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you got some special stuff going on with that, too, that you talked about last week. You should remind people again what's going on with that. Yes, special stuff for June. Folks who register for the six-week class in June will also get... A free coaching session with myself it, to use whenever you'd like. You don't have to use it in June. So oh. that'll be super exciting. So to, you can keep it in their back pocket. Yes, okay. absolutely. I mean, I don't I do not do 24-7 on call stuff. But, well. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm just super excited because my second grandbaby will be coming in June. Oh, So it's sort of like a celebratory sort of. A thing it. I thought would be fun for June. Got it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. take advantage of it, everybody, because you don't know if Tawny's going to have another great another grandchild anytime you don't, soon. You don't know. Um, <laughs> That's yeah. exciting, though. It is. That's great. It is. That's yes. Great. Um, awesome. So, all right. So check that out at Integrated. Wait, where's this website? Go to that. unperfectyourself.com. Unperfectyourself.com. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. They can find out more about your coaching in general at integratedgrowthcoach.com. Yeah, they could find it there, too. So yeah. just trying to... Kind of make it a little easier on Absolutely. the length of the the URL. Is that what they call it? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm, yes. I'm getting the lingo down. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs> it's anything like that's a victory, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, um, good. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's really good. And those are all are opportunities for all of you listeners to really start maybe experiencing this in the context of your own life rather than just hearing us talk about it. And you know, might be wondering, I wonder how this applies to me. Well, this these are the ways that you can find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the ways that, that, that Tawny and I have discovered for ourselves. And it's the reason why we do this show is because we want to bring this mm-hmm. to as many people as possible because getting present, learning what that means, breaking up with BS changes life for the better. Yes, mm-hmm. it does. So yes. let's talk a little bit more about some other pile of BS. Last week we <laughs> talked about putting the idea of settling in that green baggie and tossing it into the little, mm-hmm. uh, waste bin mm-hmm. on the side of the road. Yes. What's what do, going on what, this week? What do we want to put in the waste bin on the side of the road uh-huh. this week? Uh-huh. You know, you know, one of the things that came up, and I don't know which part of this to put in the green bag, um, but one of the things that came up during the week for me in talking to a few different people uh, was that this idea that um, 
When we have perfectionist tendencies, we tend to be a little more judgy. And we tend to be a little more sensitive to other people's judgy. I'm just saying. Do you notice this? Um, What are your thoughts? What's coming up for you when I just leap into this? First of all, it's a good topic. Oh, excellent. That's that's the first thing. Mm -hmm. Because um, I hadn't necessarily put those two together. Hmm. But that resonates to me Mm -hmm. in my body Mm -hmm. as a true connection. The more perfectionist we are, the more judgy we can be, I think, of ourselves. Certainly judgy of ourselves and our performance and our abilities and our failures and all that. And criticality, being critical. And of others, absolutely. Um, But I think it can go several ways. It can be judgy of those who haven't done as much in our mind, quote unquote. Judgy of those who might be ahead of us, quote unquote. Oh, yeah. Judgy is judgy. Judgy's judgy. You can go a number of different directions. <laughs> All right. So the question on the table is, should judgy go in the green baggie? <laughs> okay. All right. So, so let's explore that. Yeah. So I, I'm conflicted because one of the things I always tell my clients is that judgy is here to stay. I'm sorry. Be, in that, in that, human beings are going to have different perspectives and different uh, preferences. I like almond butter better than peanut butter. So okay. I don't get peanut butter at the store. Well, except for Hubby Dave. He likes peanut butter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hubby Dave's a peanut butter guy. Yeah. So yeah. I get almond butter, right? Like, so on one hand, on one hand, we're this, some of this isn't going to go away, but do we need to be uber, right. uber judgy or judgy often? But wait, wouldn't wouldn't a possible isn't what we're talking about? Because what you're talking about is a preference and a discernment that you like almond butter better than peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Is the judgy we're talking about you telling hubby Dave he's less than because he likes peanut butter versus almond butter? No. What if the peanut butter was offended that I preferred the almond butter? Oh. And I was judgy against the peanut butter. Because right? the peanut butter Because works. I didn't choose the peanut butter. I see. Do you see what I'm saying? So I think sometimes, like, we talk about ideas. Like, yeah. Okay, so I have an idea that I want to pitch to somebody, right? right? And I think it's a great idea. I think, of course they're going to love this idea. Wait, they can't even wait until they hear this idea. And I can't wait to deliver it, right? Mm-hmm. So here I am sharing my idea. And then what happens? And they don't like it. They don't like my idea and they don't take it. Mm-hmm. So the judgy moment becomes... Yeah, so I feel rejected. Rejected. I feel that, you know, I can make up all kinds of judgy stories yeah, about myself, mm-hmm. about why they didn't choose me, about themselves, Yeah. and then I don't want to be judged again, so am I going to tell anybody my next brilliant idea? Oh, man. God, no. Right. And then be resentful on some level... Of them, yourself, the universe, fate, the industry, because you're not taking the step. Oh, right. Man. So I felt like I had the perfect idea. I had worked on it. And I was going to deliver this perfectly. Uh-huh. Right. And it, <laughs> it didn't turn out perfectly. Right. Right. Yeah. So because, it, because of that, I've got a lot of judgment now around myself 
around others, around yep. even delivering of a message. Mm. If I hadn't had any idea about perfectness with this, for whatever reason, I just was like, I'm going to shoot from the hip, and whether they like it or not, I don't, right? Right. I may go in there and still deliver an idea, mm-hmm. but they take it or leave it, it's all okay. And no more stories mm-hmm. are going to be either enhanced yeah, right from me or created mm-hmm. about what this particular event means, right? Yeah. In, in you know, more of a oh, harsher man. manner. Yeah. You know, what comes up for me is a real life experience, you know, trying to publish my novel. Mm. The, it's been a learning curve. I've, I've gotten rejections from agents and public and publications. And of course, everybody tells you that's going to happen. And it's true. It happens pretty much to everybody. There might be a, somebody who lucks out and never gets a rejection. But I remember the first one I got, first rejection from an agent, uh, first one I got, somebody I knew. Okay, somebody I knew. It was an acquaintance friend from a long time ago. Uh, and... I had that experience, the judgy, like, what do you mean you're not, I mean, and their comment was not really interested in the genre and therefore, because if they're not that interested, they don't think they could represent me well, which makes complete sense. I would rather somebody pass on it for that reason. But in the moment, I was like, what the hell is the matter with you? This is a great idea. This is a great concept. All you need to do is see how great it is and you'll get excited about it. Or all you need to do is read beyond what I already sent you. And without recognizing it, not only did I do some judging of myself and of this person, but it also slowed me down in taking the next steps to put it out there to a new agent and that type of thing. And I had, it took me a little while to make that shift. And I still sometimes struggle with it to get that out there because, you know, it it can get real easy to go, oh, this is, the grind is terrible. The the, the industry is awful. The, you know, these people just don't see the vision. Really where I've had to go and I try to sit in my best moments is I'm going to keep putting this out there. It only takes one person. I don't need to find 50 people who want to publish this book. I just need to find one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a better space to sit in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that's what comes up for me. Yeah. Real life example. Yeah. And that's the thing. So if then we aren't... Um, if we're trying to avoid judgment, mm. we're going to limit ourselves quite a bit, right? Really? And and that that happens in with perfectionist sort of um, uh, qualities mm-hmm. because we want to be seen as perfect. We want to be seen as knowing. We want to be seen as capable. We almost are performing in such a way, right? Mm-hmm. And so then if we don't, if we're afraid of or just uncomfortable with any kind of rejection, yeah. Or any kind of judgment. Nope, that's the wrong answer. <laughs> we may not even speak up at work. We may not even start a project. Might shut down in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. Yes. So what if we weren't afraid of judgment? Like from others. What if what if we were like, okay, um, this is reality. Mm-hmm. This is going to happen, mm-hmm. right? And judgment doesn't have to be all like this terrible bad thing, Cause, yeah. Because typically we're not going to die from judgment. 
That's true. <laughs> Typically, we aren't. Right. Yes, there has to be more than right. for us to die. Right. Yes, yes. Right. So, and then we notice our own judgment. Mm-hmm. This is the thing, right? Yeah. Like, if we're really afraid of judgment from other people, um, I think you know what I'm going to say next, but... There's probably some judgment that are ha- that's happening on your end. Mm-hmm. And let's take a look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I'm laughing because I remember a conversation with you where you actually asked a, a, vari- a variant of that question. You actually asked a question, of, a variant of what you just said. And that was, you asked me, what would it feel like for you if you were free of that, those expectations, free of that? free of that angst, free of needing something or wanting something from this situation. How would that feel? And as I recall, I went on a long, I, get, I put out a long list. I would feel freer, more comfortable in my own skin. I think I'd have more energy. I think I would feel less, uh, less sad or at least a little more able to hold sad and more difficult things. Whether this long list. And... <laughs> Then you asked me, what would you say if I told you you could have all that right now? (laughs) And I I looked at you the way I'm looking at you right now. It was, it it had never occurred to me Mm -hmm. that that choice was in my purview. Mm -hmm. That it was even a choice. Yeah. Because essentially what you were asking me to do was put aside this this judgment, these perfectionist ideas. Mm Mm-hmm. And consider the possibility. And the crazy thing was, is I'd laid out all those feelings of what it would feel like. I actually felt that. Mm-hmm. And that's the crazy part, right? And that, that was my first real big introduction to what the body can tell us, mm-hmm. right? And I knew it was true. And I knew it was true in my body. I didn't need my, my head to give me an explanation and explain things in a paragraph and cite the references. That's what came up. Yes. Remember that conversation? I do. I do remember that. Did you laugh at me? I seem to remember you laughing at me. Or maybe I laughed at me. <laughs> I was laughing with you. With I always me. laugh with you, <laughs> not at you. This is true. For those of you who are going to take advantage of the free one-hour coaching, she will not laugh at you. I shouldn't No, but that. I probably will laugh with. Because Absolutely. humor is really important. Not it taking is. ourselves so seriously is. is really important. It is. And the laugh, And the laughter that came from me after that was actually from relief of recognizing that I had put up this this facade I was in, you know, or this, to take our lingo, embracing a pile of BS as true when it wasn't, right? It was everything I was projecting onto that situation that was causing me that pain, that was making things difficult. It hadn't occurred to me that I had some choices that were actually based in reality rather than like we were talking about last week, oh, I just need to settle for this. Mm-hmm. You know, it just never occurred to me that choice matters. Yes, yes. So when there became this relief of, wow, I don't have to control all of these things that I've been trying to control for. <laughs> because I can't. Right, because it's not possible. <laughs> you unloaded that, oh, and of yeah. course there's relief, yeah. right? And, and that's the part of, of, of judgment when we're, when we're talking about judgment as sort of like a bad thing. Yeah. Right? Um, and when we're talking about judgment as sort of like discerning. Yeah, yeah. Okay. discernment's powerful. Discernment is, is a, yeah, we like that, right? Um, but, but so many of us are struggle with, with judgment 
from others. Yeah. And and we're not noticing that we're often doing a lot of judging also. Oh and both both parts of those yeah. are heavy weights. They are. Um and they can what I don't know what word I don't know if I'm gonna use this word accurately, so I'm gonna pick another one, but they basically <laughs> frame, you know, they're they're from the thinking space. Yeah. Right? It's it's not in the body. Judgment's not in the body. Mm-hmm. It's in the head. Yeah, it's making a case. Mm-hmm. It's case building in the head. Mm-hmm. Like you would build a law case and making a judgment on the guilt or innocence or or bad some, or good. Or bad or, or good. Right or wrong. Right or wrong. Um of a person, a situation. Usually it's people. You know, but it it seems to me that that's rather than recognizing that that part doesn't necessarily matter as much as where am I at? Am I in reality? And can I accept this? So like for me, it was the challenges usually were around people, mm-hmm. you know, and things not going the way I wanted them to go or, or having gift conversations I didn't want to be having or outcomes that I didn't want to face. And once it became easier to let that go and go, look, I can't do anything about these outcomes. Do I still want to be connected to these people? Am I willing to, you know, make adjustments? Do I still, do I accept these people for where they are, who they are? That was a whole different set of questions that had everything to do with the choices that I wanted to make. Mm -hmm. And I made, I made choices that were better and not based in perfection or, Mm -hmm. or judgy. Right, really. right. That that that's the part, right? Yeah. So, taking a look inward gives us a lot of information about mm-hmm. where we're at yeah. and what we're actually doing. Yeah. And so, if we um, don't like a particular thing <laughs> coming at us, we probably want to start to look at, huh? Are am I doing that to others? No, oh, no kidding. Yeah. Right. That would be an important place to start because because you would, because if you've got a vision about how things are supposed to go. Then there is going to be some judgment when they're not going the way they're supposed to go. (laughs) And somebody else is doing it in your mind, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. someone else is doing it, even though you've set them up because it's a whole BS line of inquiry and line of of focus anyway. It's like the whole BS system. Totally. BS system. It's like a. Yes. So, so really, maybe not judgment goes in the green bag, but more perfectionistic type stuff goes yeah. in the green bag. Yeah. Because if we're not looking for that ideal, if we're not looking for that perfect scenario, then we do judge less and we're less concerned or derailed yeah. when we experience judgment from others. Yeah. Or criticism or whatever it is that you want to, whatever word you want to use. And when we can let, and when we let go of that judgment and we let other people off the hook for not living up to whatever our expectations have been or our desired outcomes, when you can see them more in reality, you can make better decisions about whether they actually are the people that you thought they were, whether you want to, you know, still have connection with them. My, all my relationships shifted after that conversation. All of them shifted. Some have gone away or gotten more, I guess, distant or I'm not as regularly connected to them. Other ones I've really invested in, connected in more and been more intentional. But in those, it's always been with the recognition that these are people that are different from me, have different goals, different approaches, 
a lot of times different opinions, different needs, different things they're looking for, you know, and that has just made my relationships with them better and my relationship with myself better because I'm, I, I know better where I'm standing and I start and stop and where they start and stop. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier. It's clearer. Clearer. No and, doubt. And that's what helps us is clarity. Mm. Um, okay. So perfectionism in the green baggie. Yeah. I think we're going to have to put a, like um, different piles to get rid of all the perfectionism stuff. There's a lot. So we're going to have a lot of piles mm-hmm. for that. Because mm-hmm. yeah. um, there's a lot that goes into perfectionism that can be their own piles, right? Yeah, there's there's a lot of offshoots, I guess, or perfectionism sort of creates yeah. lots of piles. Yeah, related to some of these other things. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hence the perfect title of that website that people can go to, right? Mm-hmm. Unperfect yourself. Yeah, I guess that's what that means. That is, once we can let that go, where life's going to be more clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the challenge of letting that go. So for anybody who's listening who's listening to this and goes, and maybe here's the sense in it, but is still kind of scared by the idea or isn't quite sure how to let go of that. I remember I struggled with that. How do I let go of that? What do you say to them? Well, it's a practice, Mm. right? It's not a, let me just know this answer and do tip one and tip two, and then you're good to go. Mm. It's a conditioned sort of um, idea and belief mm-hmm. that we've all sort of grown up with to some degree or another. And oftentimes we don't even realize that that's happening for us or we've exhausted ourselves because of it and yeah. now we're apathetic and we think we've let it go, but if we actually did, we wouldn't be apathetic. <laughs> right. Right. So, so that process of kind of starting to look inward, starting to notice Going back to the noticing, starting to mm-hmm. notice what's happening, what what we're what we're choosing to do ourselves. Yeah. When we're externally focused all the time, we'll look at that person's doing and that person, and then, you know, what, what however we do that, uh, we're not looking inward, so we have no idea what we're doing. Yeah. And we should be more concerned about that mm-hmm. and growing into and out of some of these places. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that it's a practice, I think, is a big deal. Like what I said earlier about everything shifting after that, it only shifted because I had to confront that reality. I chose to confront those realities every day, mm-hmm. sometimes moment by moment. It had to become a practice of letting go of old ideas or old reactions or or letting them, noticing them as they came through going, okay, that's a BS story. So I'm going to let that go by and I'm just not going to feed it. Over time, they don't happen as much. Mm-hmm. But they do happen. It's just what we what we what we do with them. We have to do it every single day. Yeah. So for all that relief I felt in that one moment, there was more that had to be done on a daily basis. Well, you your know. teeth don't stay clean unless you brush them every day. Right. Your electricity doesn't stay on unless you pay the bill every month. Yeah. So there is right. that practice of yeah. that that is going to be the key. Not yeah. just knowing how to do something. Mm-hmm. That that doesn't that's fine and dandy, but that doesn't do sure. the trick. Right. And we all and we all do it, right? I mean, it's it's not as if I don't, you know, confront BS stories on a daily basis. Still, I do. We will. We've been conditioned to do it. So, yeah. if there's a person out there, and there might be somewhere on the planet that hasn't been conditioned to do it, the BS stories, then they wouldn't be doing it. That's right. Right. But for all the rest of us, we have learned to do that. So we've got to 
you know, unlearn it. <laughs> and if you're that person, we want to bring you on the show. Yes, please we contact want to talk us. To you. Because we want to test that thing out. We yes. want to see if that's really the case or not. Yes. We oh, wanna. man. Yeah. And it's, it, there is something, and hopefully, hopefully listeners uh, taking this in, we'll take advantage of the six, the six week course or take advantage of the offer you're giving them. Because when, what I do know is, is when you see the possibility of experiencing something different with less judgment, you know, more empowerment, more peace as a result. And you, you experience what it's like in the body to connect with reality. You do kind of want more. You know, it's, it's, it's not as bad as people sometimes think it is. It's not bad, really. Well, it's not. It's not scary at all. Mm-mm. Right? I think yeah, it wasn't scary for me. <clears throat> the scary comes in from a headspace. Ooh, what's it going to be about? Am I going to like it? Am I not? Is it going to be hard? Is it, right? That's the, we yeah. make up the scary from a headspace. Yeah. Once we actually practice and get into the body and kind of experience what, what that is, it's not scary at all. Mm-hmm. And to your point, like you wanted more of it because it wasn't scary at all. No. And, mm-hmm. and the experience of being in my body, knowing what that meant and feeling the strength of that for myself that it was a part of this larger system that could help me. It was actually designed mm-hmm. to help me. That just got more exciting for me to really explore. And so I, all of a sudden I had curiosity about that that I didn't have before. And, whoa, if I can have these kinds of shifts developing in this part of my life, what if I applied them to this part of my life? What about this? But it all came back to me. How am I looking at things? How am I showing up? How am I matching up with the values that I know matter the most? And where are my areas for improvement that I'd like to improve upon? Not because I need to be perfect, but because I'm experiencing life as continued growth yeah. opportunity. And, and so what you just kind of did in a nutshell is you sort of talked about that, that so important piece of learning to trust yourself. Mm. If we all could learn to trust ourselves, mm-hmm. everything changes. It does. Yeah. It does. And people notice. You know, and you notice, and situations change. And things aren't so scary anymore no. once we can trust ourselves. Exactly. That's very true. That's very true. So if you're interested in experiencing more of that for yourself, really, 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 I encourage everybody listening to take advantage of of uh, Tawny's offer over at unperfectyourself.com. Check out the six-week self-mastery course. Get a coaching session and see what it's like uh, for yourself. And maybe after you do that, you can come on the show. How about that? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Breaking Up with RBS. We will be back next week to take on who knows what. It'll look, it'll come to us. Who knows? When time comes. <laughs> and uh, so have a great week and uh, put those things in the baggies as you need to. And until next time, I'm JDK Winnikin. And I'm Tani Santabria. Stock up on the green bags. Mm-hmm. See you next week. I've got a lot of green bags. I bet you do. Yeah. Stop, stop, I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live ones too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit.